powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Well, this is a little bit different. Hi, everybody. I'm Robert Malloy. I really hope you can hear me, but it'd be really funny if you couldn't. Like, that is game over tradition. All game over is, is tech issues. Anyway, hi, everybody. I'm Robert Malloy. I'm your SDPN community manager. I'm the chat moderator for Game Over Montreal. But tonight, I am your host for Game Over Montreal, where the Montreal Canadiens lose 4-2 to the Dallas Stars. You know, here's the thing. I feel like a Game Over host is not allowed to start for Game Over Montreal without, like, a loss. I feel like that's just, like, tradition, and that just is what it is. Um, that is what it is. I'm really glad everybody can hear me. I'm so impressed that I'm not muted. I'm really hoping our guest is not muted, and you're going to meet your guest in a moment. But first, we have a couple things we have to go over. First, housekeeping. Why the heck am I here? Where's Andrew? Where is Mark? So, Andrew is at a drag show event tonight. Mark is in the middle of nowhere, Ottawa. And here I am. We always promised that I'd host one episode of Game Over Montreal. We always thought it'd be really fun. But we figured this would be a really great holiday wish to the SDPN community to have me host an episode. So, that's the housekeeping out of the way. Two, let's talk about biases. It's not a secret that I'm a Leafs fan. But I am a hockey fan just as much as I am a Leafs fan. I really enjoyed watching the Montreal Canadiens all of last year. I know I say enjoyed in a season where at this time last year they were about 7-22. and We'll get into that. But... I really enjoy watching this team. I love working with Andrew, and we um, and I'm a hockey fan. I love watching Cole Caulfield play, and also it's no secret that my favorite player is Tyler Toffoli, who Montreal fans you know very very well. Did losing in seven to you in the bubble hurt? Yes. Was I also very excited to see Tyler Toffoli go on another cup run? Yes. I'm getting told my mic is audio is doubling, so I'm seeing if I can fix that while I'm sitting here. Um, but we're going to have our guests join us in a few minutes. We're going to have Kara join us. It's going to be really fun. Um, and yeah, it's going to be really exciting. But first, before we do that, uh, think you know which way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or baseball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.sdpn. 19 plus. Please pay responsibly. I'm having some people tell me the audio is doubling and some people telling me it's not. So that's really stressful. I love all of you. Anyway, our audio seems to be okay. I'm very happy. Now, here's the thing. We have to have one technical glitch, and I'm okay with that being our technical glitch. Anyway, on that note, please welcome my wonderful friend, Kara. Hi, Kara. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm really glad that we didn't have a tech problem. Are you having a yeah. great time at the kids' table? Yeah, this is This is fun. This is fun. So, how, uh, Kara, why don't you give us a little bit of information of like how you became a Dallas fan? Because I think it's a really fun story. Then we're going to go goal by goal. Then we're going to talk about special teams. Everyone's really excited to see you. I'm very glad everybody can hear you. Please go. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, long story short, I was in the hospital uh, in early 2020, and there was nothing on TV uh, except the All Star game, the NHL All Star game. HGTV or Trump's first impeachment trial. And um, the trial was not happening. 
I watched HGTV, HGTV a lot, but that got like really repetitive. So I was like, uh, sure. Why don't I put this on? And okay, if we're going to be honest, I I was definitely uh, first drawn in by Tyler Sagan. Um, you know, so sure. It, it, I love sometimes that it happens. But then I got really into the stars pretty quick. Um, so kind of here I am now. Um, here you are. Here I am. And I also like the New Jersey Devils now somehow. I'm not really sure how things happened. I get it. You know, they're fun. They have fun jerseys. I love the Christmas jerseys. They're one of my favorite jerseys in the National Hockey League. I really do love those yeah. Christmas jerseys. Also, um, people are saying HGTV kind of bangs. And yeah, it's great. It's also great. There's only so many house shows you can watch, though, right? There's only so yeah. many. Like, HGTV is great until it's, like, the same four people over and over again over. for like weeks at a time and it's like all right i need yeah. something else and, and the option was hockey or like trial so hockey happened hockey happened and you know what that's great and also isn't that that's such a fun time to join dallas because it was right before the pandemic right and then yes some things happened in the world of dallas hockey yeah there was the bizarre cup run like i kind of <laughs> speed ran being a hockey fan um i got into the stars and then when the like the pandemic pause happened i kind of went and binge like compilations on youtube and found like sgpn and stuff like that and then it came back and then the bubble happened and the stars went to the stanley cup final which was very confusing because i was like i feel like i feel like i cheated like <laughs> i cheated i, I like, did i did the, i skipped like, a step feel like i cheated <laughs> like i didn't do this on purpose but okay yeah sure <laughs> i love that um noelle says in chat what if we don't talk about special teams so that's a really great segue into maybe we should talk about this game because i was saying to kara before we watched the game together which is really fun it's always really nice to watch with your friends across the internet um is that this was a tale of two games in a lot of ways we had montreal uh -huh. having the most wonderful first period and then half of the second and then dallas said what if we stepped on the gas? Like, what if we scored four straight goals unanswered? And that wasn't completely Montreal's fault, of course. We're going to talk a little bit about um, special teams and their value in the National Hockey League. But it really did, by the third period, at one point, the Montreal Canadiens had as many shots as they had penalty minutes with six. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit of goal by goal, and then we'll talk about here's what the problems were. So yeah. Tonight, I really love, we talked about this, that this was Jake versus Jake, which is Jake Allen and Jake Ottinger, who we'll talk about. We love our goalies in this house. And, of course, <laughs> the very first goal had to happen by a Jake. It was written in the stars. Hello, Jake Evans. Mm -hmm. That was his first of the season, right? That was his first of the season. He decided, of course it was. hello, Dallas. <laughs> Apparently, he loves playing the Dallas Stars. Apparently. My favorite experience was we're sitting in this call, and I, Kara's like, how is Montreal on the power play? And I'm like, Montreal is 32nd on the power play. And Kara's like, well, Dallas is about ninth in penalty kills. So, like, we're going to have no problems here. And then Jake Evans split the defense on the power play. And here we are. It was two seconds before the end of the power play. Two I seconds. was so upset. 
I was like, really? You couldn't wait a two seconds? You couldn't have waited two seconds. Technically, I guess it's a really interesting argument because uh, Jake Evans is really not often on the... Like, Jake Evans is not a power play guy. He's not. He's a fourth line guy. We'll talk about how wonderful the Montreal fourth line went. But he's not a power play guy. So that was technically not even power play one or power play two. It was power play three. Because, you know, you're killing off this power play and they're about to get fresh legs on the ice and you're about to possibly deal with a rush chance. And here is Jake Evans saying, hello, I would like to save the day of the Montreal special teams. And so we have that wonderful Montreal first goal. Thanks, Montreal. Great job. And then we jump to our second goal, which also was scored by Montreal. Thanks, Montreal. Um, that Montreal, I'm skipping a little bit around in my notes because we could talk a little bit about the rest of the first period. Can you describe how you felt about Dallas in the first period? Like just they as like looked, a fan from the vibe. Yeah, they they looked very tired. Like so it, tired. like um, I said during like when we were watching, and then one of the stars reporters also was like, "It kind of looks like they went to vacation early because they just it was very like they won the majority of faceoffs in the first they." It looked like they were going to have possession, and then they just didn't have possession. Um, they were just sleepy. They, they kept making, like, weird mistakes that were, like, sort of strange for them. They iced the puck, th like, three different times in the span of 30 seconds. Like, they were just uh -huh. like, uh, we would like to go sit down. And I'm like, that's not how icing works. Which, like, occasionally they do get into these, like, weird little phases of, like, icing the puck over and over again. But it was like incredibly annoying in that first period when nothing else was happening. I was like, guys, guys, do you want to show up? And like, I feel like that was Montreal might have predicted that this would happen. Montreal, once again, um, I guess we should talk about this for a second. Um, Montreal got stranded in Denver for a night, so they did not practice yesterday. So they're technically coming into this game cold and they like had a little bit of media prep beforehand. But Montreal stranded in stranded in Denver. We really were not sure if this game was gonna happen and somehow the plane lifted off and made it to Dallas yesterday. So that is important. And uh, Martin St. Louis decided, hello, as a Christmas gift to all of you, I'm going to mess up the lines. And we had the most blender Montreal lines in a while. They split up Suzuki and Caulfield, and that affected Montreal all night long. Um, there was weird chemistry moments all night, night long, and you could start to see the cracks in that at in the first period. Especially because Mike Hoffman did take an interference call. He did knock, I believe, Tyler into Jake Allen. That's the player he knocked into Jake Allen. Don't knock a goal no don't knock a player into your own net. That's a really bad idea. Basically, yes. <laughs> and that so like you're starting to see the cracks. You're in new lines with no practice. Hello everybody, it's time to play hockey. So that's kind of how the first period would end. The fourth line looked great. And then one other thing that we could talk about for a second because it comes into the special teams is Rupe Hints and his face. What happened to Rupe Hints and his face? Um, it looked like there was a scrum on the boards and it was chaos. There was like a whole bunch of players, a whole bunch of just, you know, fighting for the puck, I guess. Time to fight. And somebody's stick came up and smacked him in the face. So right as they're going to break, like for intermission, they zoom in on Rupe's face, sitting on the bench, bleeding heavily out of his <laughs> mouth. And it was like, uh... No, anybody gonna, anybody gonna, gonna call that? No? And okay. we looked back in the replays because we saw Rupe Hintz covered in blood and they did not talk about it really much. And we're like, why is Rupe Hintz covered in blood? And we figured out it was Kovacevic who technically 
uh, hit him, and while it's in a scrum, like, you do have to be in control of your stick at all times. So, that's kind of where we're leaving the Montreal Canadiens. I think their first period was probably their best of their whole night. Their second was better than usual. Sometimes Montreal Canadiens really don't have a great second period, and we'll talk <laughs> about the third. Um, so, Montreal started the second with, like, a rush chance. That was fun, where I'm like, oh, the they're still, their foot's still on the gas. And that was really nice to see, is, like, how, like, foot, are they going to be foot on the gas? Are they going to go to bed? We'll go back to going to bed. And then we had our wonderful Pizzetta. Hello, Pizzetta, with, I believe we figured out, like, we believe it was his second goal of the season. The chat can correct me on that because you know your boys. The fourth line, buzzing. Like, that's a fourth line goal. Jake Evans had a really good time. It was a two-on-one. And hello, Ryan Suter. Ryan Suter, you have to make a decision. My note just says Ryan Suter did nothing, which is correct. <laughs> he stood and froze. <laughs> he, he just watched. Just, just, just watched. Watch. Just didn't watch. You either picked the shooter, picked the passer, and you picked stand in the middle and hope for the best. And just, just watch them go by. Bye. That's not Hello. helpful. And this, <laughs> I will say, is like concluding the really great parts of Montreal's night. So we want to get through all of the really wonderful times of Montreal. Um... My one other note that I have to mention, because we talk about Caden Gooley on every stream, we love Gooley Nation, Gooley Nation Rise in this chat, he had a fantastic uh, shot block at like halfway through the second period, and that was really great. I love seeing Gooley use the body, he really like put it all out there, and Gooley Nation continues to rise, I really liked his play this game, he was really wonderful. So once again, Caden Gooley Rise. It was his second goal, thank you chat, I really appreciate that, Um, but yeah. <laughs> Second goal of the season, especially we have a bunch of players who haven't got their first goals of the season. Jake Evan gets his first, Pizzetta gets his second, so there are like a couple little bright spots. And Jake Allen did look really sharp, but now we're going to get into Jake Allen looking less sharp. <laughs> Let's talk about the goal that brought you back to life. That was a really good time. Yeah. And guess was... where it was? It was on the special teams. Yep, the power play. Which, like, the first star's power play didn't really do anything, but then the second one... Was Hoffman getting getting a high stick? I believe it was. Uh, yeah. Oh no, sorry, I skipped. It was Druin Dru tripping. Druin with high tripping. Which here's the yeah. thing: when there, when we cannot keep track of how many there were, there like might be some problems. So yeah, yeah, it was a trip. I don't really know how we can call like it was a trip. It wasn't great. Yeah, it was. It was just a trip on uh, the rookie. Um, don't trip the rookies. Yeah, don't do that. So uh basically rope hints and jason robertson kind of do what rope hints and jason robertson do and it was a like a mess up of a montreal canadians edmondson is like really far out from where he's supposed to be and because of that Caden gooley has to make the decision of covering two people now i'm not really good at math but one is less than two and we should not have one person covering two people i feel like that's like not really the ideal situation for us so that was fun. And then what we decided when we were chatting about this is the interesting turning point of the game, which I believe was the last power play for Montreal tonight, which was Rupe hints for roughing, which yes. we still are like, why was it roughing? Was it interference? What was it? But it is in theory in the rule, it was called roughing. And will the special teams hurt the Montreal Canadiens was the note that I wrote. And I'm going to put it out there. I might have had a point. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that penalty, I was like, oh, no, because because this was either going to kill the stars. Absolutely. At home, or, which sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Or it was going to be OK. And they did get a shorthanded chance as well, which was fun. That was cool. 
but also telling you part of the problem. Like if you are not setting up properly, welcome to you get up shorthanded chances and no yeah, one has to get exactly. up shorthanded chances. But like that's the tale of the game is how you went this game could have been instead of two one heading into the second with the stars having a little bit of life. They just got a big penalty kill, like you're feeling yourself, you're like, okay, we can go out and win this game. Five on five or not. But instead it turned it like instead of being three one and diff like being a deflation it was a chance for the dallas stars to get back into this game which hello dallas welcome to the third period why is dallas such a third period team um i i genuinely don't know why they've well i can tell you that the change of the coach from last year does help because last year the goal was to if we had a lead going into the third the goal was to defend the lead but not to continue pressuring for the lead turtle the park yeah, the bus basically steve turtle. dangles like, park the bus yeah like they would just they would look at what they were doing and they would go okay this is fine let's just and they weren't in the lead in this case but e even then like they wouldn't make some of those like you know quick moves and they just were very not productive in the third last season but this season with the coaching change uh I, I told you before, I told you like halfway through the second, I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not actually totally disappointed yet because the third is kind of the stars period this year. Like I forget the exact number, but they have outscored the opposition by a, a decent margin yeah. and uh, it happened again. And here we are. So welcome to the third period, AKA don't take a bunch of penalties. So yeah. One of them, this was when the Hoffman high stick happened. So welcome yes. to the Hoffman high stick. Don't do that. And this is where the Rupe Hintz goal happens. Yes, it was Rupe again, and that was how do you watch for him? And it was also assisted by Jason Robertson, and that was his 50th point on the, point on the season, wow. which is fun. It's been hilarious to me watching it, especially, I would say, like, specifically the Canadian media. I do live in Toronto, so, like, I do steal a lot of the Toronto media, and I also watch, you know, a lot of the Toronto media. I have no, I am a Leafs fan, but I do watch a lot of hockey. But <laughs> it is the idea that it was the dueling point streaks of Mitch Marner and Jason Robertson, and then... Both point streaks were broken. Mitch Marner continued his for a few games later, but Jason Robertson got his broken. And then I did not hear about Jason Robertson again. And I'm like, what is happening? Is Jason Robertson okay? And he, what he was, was the cold streak? Was it just November? Um, November was great for him. And then he definitely like slowed down a lot in December. It took him a couple games. Like I think he scored his first goal in December, last game on the empty net. Ooh. Um gotta get your empty like, netters we'll talk about that like, in a few he was he was assisting a bit you know he was he was doing stuff it was just he wasn't finishing chances like he was in november yeah and he's been able to transition like and still be this playmaker right now like that yeah. seems to be where he's getting his cookies and like that's fine like i would really like to see him scoring again it's always fun when jason robertson scores i love watching his goals i also really like his um younger brother a lot but that's a whole other story but <laughs> it's really wonderful when jason robertson is scoring but this was a really wonderful shot from him and a, technically it was a rupe hints goal we looked at it again and it was a double deflection a bit it was it went off a lot of bodies it went off probably at least one knee ouch to that person but it was very interesting watching alan go one way and the puck go blocker side so <laughs> you're doing your best alan had a really great night i thought uh, jake allen was really sharp all night until he took a penalty but i did really like jake allen's game especially when his la he also played the colorado game and he was really sharp in the colorado game despite the uh 
ending up losing in overtime. But I still found, like, I still really enjoyed his game. He once again had the busier night, because after this wonderful Montreal penalty, score effects do take into place, but the Habs have no shots. And we're nine minutes into the third in a game yeah. that is tied. And Montreal had all of this momentum in the first and halfway through the second. And the momentum really just went on vacation. And Dallas saw the opportunity and stepped on the gas. Um, yeah. Do we want to talk about the Jake Allen penalty? Because that was really funny. Yeah. Like, it was it was weird. It was not... It was not the correct call by any means. And it would have been really disappointing if the Stars would have scored there for the Canadians. I... It absolutely would have been because he got pushed. Yeah. So if you watch, well, yeah. maybe we can link this in the chat, but there are replays of what's happening. And technically, uh, Weidman does serve this penalty. And basically, why I love when Game Over decides to start on my phone. Hello, my audio from earlier. Oh, no. Um, so here's the thing with Jake Allen. So what you watch is that Weidman does get pushed. If you watch one side of it, Weidman gets pushed into the net. Like he gets pushed into the crossbar. That is like pushing into the crossbar. It's not the most egregious push. And would it push off the pegs? No. But then you do watch Jake Allen's foot as he's watching Chris Weidman get pushed. He does kick the net. It's such a weird thing. But here's why I really don't know if it should have been called. Matt Murray has done so much worse in Toronto. <laughs> that's the that's our delay game so that's what we're calling delay game and like yeah. could you have called the dallas player for the push i don't know but i that was really like what that's what you're gonna work with that's what we're gonna work with so that's yeah, a fun... it was definitely a weird penalty so mm -hmm. as much as i like the stars i'm glad they didn't score on it because yeah. that would have felt yeah. like you know, it would have it would have felt kind of cheated. Not fun, and like yeah. it's never fun when you score. It's like not always fun for fans around the league when like you score on a power play you did not mean to get. And also, yeah, you probably should have had like like did. Here's the thing: I'm now reading in the chat that they might have called Weidman. All this, like all of it, in the end, whatever the call, like how we're looking at the call, because Jake Allen is pushing and Weidman is getting and like all of this is happening. Like pushes are happening, and that's the call we're gonna go with. That's the most egregious call. So it wasn't um ended up being the. A, a power play that Dallas scores the game-winning goal on, so that's fun. But Montreal finally gets a shot, um, and then we have our final penalty, I believe, of the night that we can talk about, and of course, it's Mike, it's Pizzetta. And the thing with Pizzetta is, he was brought into this game as Evgeny Dadunov, um is pulled out of this game. And that's what you're going to go with. You are a person who is getting up and down the lineup. You're yo-yoing around and you're taking a penalty with like six minutes left in this game. That was definitely still like possibly a winnable game. And that's when the 3-2 goals goes in. Yeah. And it's, uh, what who scored the game? Who, I believe, was it the baby? It is the baby. It was the Wyatt baby. Johnston, who is our 19-year-old rookie, um, who has been fantastic for us. So cute. Um. I love the rookies. And it was it was a Wyatt Johnston goal from Ryan Suter. And it was funny because on our call watching the game, I went, why is Ryan Suter on the power play? Get him off the power play. And as I said that, he passed the puck to Johnston and Johnston scored. Hilarious. Um, Ryan Suter so... giveth, Ryan Suter taketh away. Because remember, this is the same player who earlier could have taken the shooter or could have taken the passer and did nothing. Uh -huh. Just, yeah. And... Fun little fact about this. Uh, apparently, he is the youngest Dallas star in history to score goals in three consecutive games. Yeah. 
Love that. So that's fun. That's um, just fun. Yeah, I do have confirmation from the chat that they did call it on Weidman for delay of game, which also, huh. like, wasn't delay of game. Like, neither of these, either the crew of Jake Allen pushing it away or Weidman push, or the push, like, I really don't know if either of them are... Like, I don't know if it was the egregious, and in the end, it is really glad, no matter who scored the goal, like, however the goal got scored, I'm glad it wasn't on that one. Maybe it, it was, was on, on, you know, the penalty they deserved. What an, like, such an undisciplined, like, an undisciplined night for Montreal. Like, that's the answer. Like, I mean, the- it was an undisciplined third. Like, it wasn't even terribly bad. Like, ever, like they both had one penalty, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the third, Montreal just, like... It wasn't undisciplined, and they Lost were it? And I don't... Yeah. Instead of shooting, like, okay, let's go to bed. Like they're instead of shooting, like they're taking to the body and they're taking on fire. And also, some of them are like stick infractions and things. Like you're taking uh, tripping calls and you're taking high, like a high sticking call for one thing. And once again, Pizzetta taking a call when he's like bouncing up into the lineup, especially when everybody was thrilled that again, Dadanoff was out. Like it's just, it's that's the thing when you're watching a rebuilding team. Like that's the reality. Like especially when you have young rookies and your defense is all made of children. Like just to say, it, children. Like you have uh, like you take these undisciplined penalties and it's really hard for like a coach to deal with that like it's really hard to coach a team that's like oh yeah we can get into this we have these really great scores when you're constantly playing your penalty kill lines because you can't get cole caulfield out there you can't always have suzuki out there and i know uh we can talk about the penalty lines but like hello dog um but you can't Sorry. always have like if you're taking this many penalties you cannot have this setup and like it destroys your momentum of the game like how like how are we expecting Montreal when you've taken three penalties already like how are you expecting them to get shots because Dallas is like okay well they're gonna take calls on us okay this is how the game is being called tonight this is what this means like this is the situation and it's hilarious that like we have the four minute minor like double minor of the bloody stick like that like the bloody stick or Rupa Hans getting his face hurt and like still it like could have not like affected the game instead Montreal took a bunch of other penalties don't take penalties that's the answer special teams yeah hello Montreal I don't I don't have the answer to fix the Montreal special teams that's for someone who like actually studies the Montreal Canadians to listen like- I am just here to mention that like being undisciplined is difficult and special teams are important to the game yeah and I will say that the Dallas building gets really loud and really intense when good things start happening. Mm-hmm. So I think as soon as once the Stars go- scored the the two one goal to actually put them on the board, crowd comes back and you're everybody going. starts kind of getting excited, and then that always feeds in to the team too. So it's, I mean, it seems to be a really fun building to play in. Yeah, absolutely. I love the chat telling me, Robert, I don't think anybody knows. Don't feel bad. I think that might be the, like, sometimes you don't have the answers for special teams. Maybe the answer to special teams is one of the prospects coming in. Maybe it's your pick from Florida. By the way, on the Florida Panthers, they did lose tonight. So that, the idea of making that trade for two months of Ben Chirot, for like two months of Ben Chirot, and that you might get a top 15 top 20 even even if it's a top 20 the way that this draft is coming and we're not going to go very deep into prospects there's lots of people who come on this show who talk about prospects and i recommend you follow all of them they're wonderful scott matla i really love who talks about them but like the prospects like you're coming in from like a top 20 draft and you're watching florida be like are you are you okay are the wheels falling off and we don't know if the wheels falling off because fun fact this is everybody's today last game before the winter break so everybody gets a wonderful couple days off to think about what they've done and think about what they're doing amanda i just saw you ask uh you i I saw you in the chat going carol loves ryan suter's contract doesn't she no i don't (laughs) please talk for a second about ryan's contract no i don't 
Um, we signed him. Did we sign him last season? I literally looked up all sorts of information before this, and I. I'm so excited to now look up Ryan Suter's contract for you. It's my favorite. I'm really excited. I'm so Please sorry. Continue I looked to up... tell us about Ryan Suter. But we signed him either last season or the season before that. I think it was last season before the season started. After he was bought out by the Wild, so he's still getting like millions of dollars from the so Wild. So much for money years. from the Minnesota Wild. So much money. So we signed him for three point for three. 3.65 until the end of 24, 25? Correct. He signed in 21, 22. And I understand okay. not remembering because that season was a bubble and it was weird. Yeah. So, you know, uh, so he signed for 3.65 until the end of 24, 25 when he is 41 <laughs> years old. He's 41. And he's already looking this. I mean, not already. He's like 38. So, but he's. He's slow. Like, unlike like Joe some... Pavelski, who is also 38, he's not being productive. He's not being helpful constantly. Like, occasionally he has flashes of like, oh, maybe that's what we got you for. But then he just He, he signed does... till he's 41. Cool. Yeah, and that's just, I hate, I hate his contract. I hate his contract. You know, there's always got to be a contract you hate. There's like, that's, always at least one. Like, that's what happened with uh, Dominic Ducharme leaving Montreal Canadiens and leaving behind, like, we're leaving behind, like, that's part of it's not all Dominic Ducharme, as Marie said. Like, but, but the fact that was left behind, like, even Kent Hughes, who is the GM, is left behind with all of these contracts. Like, you are left behind with a bunch of, like, he's being left behind with a bunch of pieces, and he's about to stick together, and there are a rebuilding team. And I feel like the most interesting thing for Montreal is now sitting here, you have this winter break, and you kind of have to make, like, there has to be eventually a decision made about Montreal. Are you going to take your young rookies and look at them and say, listen, we're going to be this team and we're going to push and we might be like two or three points out of the wild card spot. We might sneak in. We don't know and give them that experience of pushing. Or are you continuing the rebuild? Connor Bedard, hello. Not even Connor Bedard. It could be Mishkov. It could be Chantilly. Like you could be looking or are you looking to your prospects that are playing at the World Juniors? Like, is that what I, I expect many Habs fans will be spending a lot of their winter break looking at the World Juniors and looking at our prospects, which is Joshua Waugh and Lane Hudson. Lane Hudson, our short king. Um, and that's like the thing like that's the fun part of the winter break is also watching to the juniors and like I don't what's the dis like I don't know what the answer is and like they have to somewhat make this decision like who knows also I'm really enjoying that the chat is trying to decide which dog every one of the Montreal Canadiens defensemen would be Arbor Jackai by the way the only one I have an answer for is like maybe Arbor Jackai or maybe Caden Gooley might be the border collie um, I really like the answer of uh, Kovacevic being a Mastiff. I thought that was really fun. We promised you vibes on this show, and the chat is that, bringing that us That is those the vibes. exact conversation that I, I wanted and hoped for. That's what we're here so, for. Thank I'm also, you. I'm also really loving the chat going Connor Baduck. And, like, very, very possible. There's a I lot do, of options where he do kind of like Connor Baduck. <laughs> like, if we're going to be but honest. Like, this is the kind of nice thing about like last year where like I I will say for like 90% of the year we really did think Shane Wright was going to go first and then Montreal takes Slavkovsky and I was in the building when they drafted Slavkovsky and it was hilarious because these Montreal fans that are sitting behind me like I'm sitting kind of as a neutral fan like enjoying the draft and this group of like very inebriated Montreal fans is just like screaming for Shane Wright and then they pick Slavkovsky and they go uh and they cheered anyways. They decided they changed their tune immediately. And I still feel- They were feel... like, well, okay. Well, okay. And was Slavkovsky the right choice? He's looking like he's a fun choice. And I really like his play. 
So that's fun. So I love seeing Sapkowski. I also really like not seeing him uh, demoted constantly. Can we please stop demoting him to the fourth line? If you're going to put <laughs> him on the fourth line, maybe you should play him in the minors. Maybe you should play him in the minors. But Give him more minutes, but... Give him more minutes. Um. Also, I guess while we're sitting here and while we like begin the process of slowly wrapping up, if you have questions in the chat, I don't know if we're going to be able to answer them, but we're happy to talk about them. So We're happy to certainly try. We're happy to certainly, honestly try. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. We can talk for a second about where the heck Montreal is right now, just since Hello Game Over Montreal. Um, oh my goodness, the Montreal schedule for the rest of the season is grueling. So I sat and looked, it? This, I looked it up for the rest of the season. They play 14 games in January, 9 okay. in February, which is about the average because the All-Star break is in there, but it's a little bit above average. And then they play 16 games in March. Oh my gosh. And... 50% of the games in January are against contending teams and their teams in your division. So we're thinking uh, your Tampas are in there, your Torontos are in there, etc. And then the outliners are like a St. Louis who is really streaky, and I still don't really know what St. Louis is this year, and Nashville who is also streaky, and I still really don't know what they want to be right now. So that's the rest of the Montreal schedule. Right now, they're in this situation. The next three games, by the way, are all on the road. We have the Lightning and the Panthers back-to-back December 28th and 29th. I hope they have fun in Florida. And then the Capitals on December 31st. You have three games in four nights, then the Preds on January 3rd, and then you get to go home. So I thought that was wild that they had this really long schedule. They had this really long road trip, and I ended up like looking into it, and a lot of the reason is because the Bell Center is rented out for shows right now. Do I think they're happening right now because of the bomb cyclone? Probably not, but that tends to be what happens during these shows. That's what that time is used for, if you were curious. Um, but yeah, the Montreal schedule, oh my goodness. It's a rough schedule, and that is probably going to affect how they go for the rest of the year. If you're going to have the fun push for the wild card spot, that would be really fun. You could push for the wild card spot, and that, like, watching this team compete would be really fun. It'd be really great for your young players, like, all these things. But, like, are you just looking to the juniors in the draft? Yeah. I don't know. Let's find out answers. Anyway, we have some questions <laughs> in the chat. Oh, boy. Um, would you like a vibes question or an analytical question? Why don't we start with like a real question and then go to the vibes question? So analytical. So the question is, assuming Hudobin moves at the deadline, what do you expect the stars to use that cap space for in their playoff push? And we talked in a, a little playoff? bit about this. Yeah, in a playoff push, I mean I know right now what they're looking for is a uh uh like a second line right wing, basically. Yeah. Which because is, they're just trying to find somebody to complete the the line that was Sagan Marchment and then someone it changed between people based on like who was doing well who wasn't doing well so i mean if we don't figure some like i figure if we're gonna try to move hudobin i would probably say that they're gonna try to find a second line right wing of some sort to try and fit there just because we we need somebody who can help support that line because the that line was looking good with Sagan and Marchment, but they didn't have the third person. You gotta have the three. I, I do think this funny. Toronto uh, looking for a second line left wing, you looking for a second line right wing, and Montreal here for the vibes. Um, I really <laughs> love that for all of us. Um, so that's one of our fun questions. 
Um, let's look at our other... Who, who are our favorite Montreal players as non-Montreal fans? I at least can answer that. I'm Ghoulie Nation. I love Caden Ghoulie. I really enjoy watching him play. I also really love Cole Caulfield. I watch Cole Caulfield play a lot. I'll grab this behind you. I For friends who are listening to the audio version, I'm sorry, but I do have a Cole Caulfield marquee rookie card that's in one of my cases back here. So that's really fun. I really love watching him play. He's sitting right now, I believe, on 19 goals. I did think... I really wanted him to get his 20th for the holidays, but we live and we learn. He's already on a better pace than he was last year. Like, considering last year, I believe he hit 23 goals. And by this time last year, I have the stat here, the Montreal Canadiens were in a very different situation from the playoffs. If anybody remembers the um, situation that at this time last year during Game Over Montreal, the the stretch of games that Andrew covered of just, it was a really bad time. So this has been a fun, watching Cole Caulfield really explode in this league has been really fun for me. And also, like, it's terrifying for me as a fan of an Eastern Conference team, of an Eastern Conference team and an Atlantic Division team. Like, that guy's in our division, Nick Suzuki's in our division, I know he's cooled off a little bit, I still have belief in Nick Suzuki, he's still very young. Like, that's the thing, is these players are so young, it's so fun watching them develop. Yeah, I mean, Caulfield's fun. Caulfield's so fun. I mean, I don't, I don't follow the Canadians a whole lot. That's alright. But you know, I'll catch stuff if, like, if it happens to be on or whatever. And I, I do like watching Cole Caulfield. Um, and like Slavkovsky's just kind of fun to see how they use him and how he gets worked into the lineup and what he can do. It's, it's always no fun watching a first-round pick, especially in the very first year, because you can't really make a decision on, like, if it's a boom or a bust in the first year. You really yeah. can't. Um, I looked it up. At this time last year, and they said this on the broadcast, the Montreal Canadiens from 2021-2022 were 7-22-4. Now they are currently 15, now 15-16-3. So, I love the chat filling with Gold Caulfield. Yeah, Gold Caulfield. <laughs> Yeah, I just, like, I, once again, it's a fun rebuilding team. Like, that's the thing about watching a rebuilding team. You can't always look at the entire team as a whole. Like, it's really hard to look at the special teams unit, even though, like, we sat here and looked at special teams for a while. But, like, it's really fun to watch individual players, especially that you can love, and not the ones who are going to get traded away for assets at the deadline. So, will a team overpay for Josh Anderson? Who's to say? I didn't think Ben Sherratt would get overpaid. Here we are. (laughs) I just thought of another one too. Arbor Jackai. Arbor Jackai's fun. He's fun. Yeah. He's just fun because I wasn't expecting him and, you know, his name started being brought up. And I really thought he of, was going to fight someone tonight. I, I before it started, I was like, a uh, Jackai JB Ben fight would be awful for him, probably, but also like kind of interesting. But then as the game was happening, it kind of looked like Riley Tufty might try. Like they were getting a little shovey. I think, uh, I think Jack I and Delandria were getting shovey at one point. I was like, mm-hmm. is somebody gonna fight? Hello. Um, especially since the last game against Montreal um, for Dallas, because this is the second time Montreal meets Dallas this year. So say goodbye to the Dallas Stars. Hello, Dallas Stars. We'll see you on the highlights pack. Uh, your games are late sometimes, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's a very different October winning that commanding 5 2. And like, that was such a chippy game. Like, Jamie Ben really wanted to fight people in that last game. He really did. Yeah. Yes, that was before the the Renaissance. The Renaissance. People have began call, have started calling it, which is, um, I mean, you're not wrong, but um, okay. We'll take like two or three more questions, and then we'll get out of here because we've definitely gone over time. Sorry, Adam. Um, why do they play so much Jake Allen? Is the question from Noel. I really thought we were getting Montembeau tonight. 
I really was surprised to see Jake Allen play again because he played in Colorado and he was great. It, my first guess was like a trade asset. Do they want to showcase Allen being this wonderful goaltender and he gets traded in this division? Like I'm looking at Detroit who might need a goaltender. I'm looking at uh, a bunch of other teams around the Eastern and the West that might need a goaltender. Like, is that the reason they're playing so much of Jake Allen? Like, he's a wonderful goaltender. Like, he's a great puck stopper, but I was really surprised that uh, we had uh, Jake Allen, especially because I really want to talk about Sam Montembeau. I love Sam Montembeau. I forgot to mention how much I love Sam Montembeau. Sam I, Montembeau? I posted, yeah, I posted a photo of Sam Montembeau curled up in a little ball on the ice, and I'm like, oh, Montembeau. That's what a friend called him. <laughs> I love that. Um, Jordan asked if we have Canadians on our fantasy team. Yeah, I have Nick Suzuki on my fantasy team, and it's going okay. It was going really well, and then it was going less well, and I think it's going to be okay. And then one of our friends has Arbor Jacai and always asks how Arbor Jacai is doing, so that's always fun. Um, yeah. I love Paper Dolls. They're either trying to trade him or trying to make his hip fall off. And I'm like, yeah, are you good? There's only so much <laughs> games, but there's nobody who probably needs this rest for the holiday break like Jake Allen needs. Jake Allen probably needs this rest. Yeah. Well, Jake Allen and Miro Haskinen could probably use just like Miro Haskinen needs an ice pack. He needs an ice pack and also a nap. He needs like, some. He needs some. Maybe some stitches. He needs just, just, like, a ice little bit of a nap. Pack. You need some options here. Yeah, like honestly. Uh, also, I saw the person asking about Patrick Kane. Two things: no for the vibes, and no because his cap hit is way too high. Yeah, it might be no on both accounts. Like I, yeah. he's very likely going to be traded to a contending team, and I'm yeah, not. But very... I'd rather him not for the vibes, and also his cap, cap hit. hit. Like that's a contract. If you're looking at it purely from like a contract standpoint, which I don't love to do, but in that compartmentalizing aspect, like there, that Chicago is going to have to fish, have to retain on that contract, and they'd have yeah, to retain absolutely. on Hayes too. Like there has to be so much retention, and that's the question of like, yeah. do they want to be held down by all these dead contracts in the next year? Like, do you want to just wait until after the deadline and after the season's done, and then make that decision of like, where are these two players going? It's so weird to watch these two like generational players get traded. It's like watching if we had to sit here and ask if like Ovechkin. And Backstrom wanted out of Washington. Did you see that transition? Ovi did score his uh, mm -hmm. record-setting goal tonight, and that was fun. We wanted to touch on that for a second. Congrats to Ovechkin. I did think it was really funny that he got it on an empty netter. It feels it feels really funny for some like for some That's reason. Funny. He's just so known for for beating goalies from for beating goalies. He loves his office. He did get a goal from the office tonight, and that was a really nice one. But the other one, yeah, empty net goal. Especially because Ovi's like historically not been like great at empty netters. To watch him get this like streak of empty netters has been really hilarious to watch. It really has been. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's all we want to mention on the fact of like Ovechkin getting that goal stone. He now sits alone uh, in second. Will he pass Gretzky? Probably. We'll see what happens. Anyway, Ovi. <laughs> um, we could talk a lot more about Alexander Ovechkin. I believe Andrew has gone into a lot of more of that side, and so I'll leave that to Andrew's conversation. Um, I think that's pretty much it. We covered yeah. lots of things. We covered we, we covered every goal. Did we talk about Yanni Hockenpah got an empty netter? By the way, Yanni Hockenpah got an empty netter. No, I think it was, I actually think it was Kiviranta. Was it Kiviranta? That's also, I yeah, think the it was. I ass think, killer Kiviranta. Yeah, Hakimpah tried to, tried to, but it went wide, yeah, I think. and I watched it It ended go up wide. being Kiviranta. Yeah, as soon as Which he, is, which as, is fun, because he hasn't it, scored in a while, so. Yeah, as soon as it went wide, I, like, was like, okay, I gotta, like, open all the things. We got a show to do. So, good job, Joel Kiviranta. We went through all the things. The vibes in Montreal, I still think the vibes are good. Like, I think they're fun. I don't think we. I don't think anybody expected a world-beating team. I think there's still lots to build on. Like having like just 
playing the full 60 minutes and working on your special teams. And honestly, a lot of teams could work on their special teams. So a lot of on... teams could learn to play 60 minutes. A so... lot of teams could play 60 minutes. And you know what? Dallas didn't play 60 minutes. And they no, Dallas <laughs> played just the latter half of the game that worked minutes, pretty well for them. And it worked so... out really well. Um, I hope everybody had fun. Welcome to my first, maybe only, Game Over Montreal <laughs> hosting. Um, you can find me on Twitter. My links are in the description. I'm also probably always in the chat. I'm probably going to go mod another chat right now because Calgary's playing the Ducks right now. So you'll see me all over the universe. Um, Kara, as I said, how you summon Kara, by the way, I'm going to give you like a little secret. You look in the mirror. You say Miro Heiskanen's name three times and then Kara appears. That's how I got Kara to be here. Thank you for appearing. When I asked you, you, I know uh, this is a new thing for both of us. And I'm like, let's have the rookie host bring on the rookie guest and see how the vibes go hey and the vibes were good and the vibes were great um you can find game over uh wherever you get your podcast under game over nhl i didn't tell anybody to like and subscribe once but i, did I was about to say remember I, to like and subscribe. I, I did see that the chat did so thank you chat for getting my back for doing my job instead of me doing your <laughs> job so uh i hope everybody had fun um Enjoy your evenings. Enjoy the holidays. I know this time is, I guess, the only other thing we could say is, like, the holidays are hard. And, like, it's okay if the holidays are hard for you. Like, it's not a bad thing if the holidays are hard. Um, it's difficult. I hope you get to eat at least one really fun food. That's always my hope in the holidays, even if you don't celebrate yeah. anything. I hope you get some fun food. I hope you get a couple days off. I hope that- I hope you, you get know. a nap if you want I hope one. you get a nap if you really want to. I hope you have, like, one of those, like, you know, have you ever had a 45-minute nap that's the perfect 45-minute nap and you feel like you've slept for eight hours? I hope you got a 45-minute perfect nap. So- <laughs> I Beautiful. hope, but yeah, I hope you enjoy your holidays, uh, and I believe it will be Andrew who is back with you for the game against Tampa, I believe it's on December 28th or December 27th, days aren't real, it's December 28th, so uh, Andrew will be against Time the Lightning, um, enjoy the World Juniors also, I didn't mention that, um, enjoy the World Juniors, those are fun if you have nothing else to do, um, yeah, like and subscribe, please don't bury yourself in snow because we are all covered in snow right now. And yeah, basically everybody's having a bad time. Everything so. is cold. Have a hot chocolate, like have something warm. I hope you enjoy your warm beverages and your holidays. I have been Robert Malloy. This has been Game Over Montreal. That is Kara. Thank you, Kara, for being on the show. And thank you for having enjoy me. Enjoy the rest of your night. Yeah. Let me intro Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. people.